Goldmine, the show designed to help you and your brigade support battalion prepare for your decisive action rotation at the National Training Center for combat deployments around the world. Today on Ask the Goldminer, Major Dan Cole, Goldminer 02, spends a few minutes with a battalion commander to talk about his experience leading up to his rotation at the National Training Center and some lessons that he's learned. Sir, can you briefly describe your training uh, prior to arriving to the National Training Center? I can. So I, I took command of the 230th in uh, November, November 2018. So we immediately began to focus on driver's training. I saw a deficiency there, and I know that coming out here we had to be proficient at driver's training. So we immediately began uh, focusing on getting the proper people trained on the proper equipment, not, not only day but night ops as well. So most of our drill weekends were spent driver's training and um, night driver's training. We incorporated some BSA defense in there. We started building our, our tax op for our BSA defense. Uh, some drills that we knew we would have to do here, we started building that, that battle drill for those, battle drills for that that we could practice while we are out here um, at the NTC, at the training center. So knowing that every rotation is going to be a challenge, regardless of the unit's preparation, do you feel like you were adequately prepared for your experience here at the National Training Center? I wish I would have had about another year to prepare, being a guard unit. Um, we, um, when we first got hit ground here, for, of course, when we first left the, the uh, LSA warrior and pushed out into the box, it was, it was a challenge. It was a difficult challenge on us. Uh, our soldiers have grown, though, over the uh, course of the last 10, 11, 12 days. They've grown tremendously. Very proud of the soldiers that I have in, in my ranks right now. Um, they're wore out. But as far as us being prepared, no, we weren't totally prepared, but I'm, I'm proud of where we've gotten to and uh, look forward to continuing having this opportunity to train with them on a mobilization as well. So we weren't there originally, but I think we're, we're certainly on the path to get to where we need to be. If you could go back to November and lay out your training glide path again, is there something specifically that you would focus on that maybe you didn't focus on as much as you would have liked? I would, I would focus on comms more. You've got to be able to talk out here. Our, our radios and mounts and uh, uh, proficiency on, on communications is not good. And um, that's something that would definitely be my focus when we leave here. Uh, we got time here, but as soon as we hit ground, I've already got a list prepared for my supply store to start ordering mounts, the proper mounts to keep radios installed properly. But our communication systems, we have got to be better on our communication systems. Individual soldiers need, that's, a, that's an individual soldier level task. And very few of them know how to take an SKL and load a radio. That's something that we, we have got to improve upon. Because if you, one thing you learn out here is you have to be able to talk. And, and if you can talk, you can be successful. But if you can't talk, you're in the dark and you're running around trying to figure out what's going on with Brigade or what's going on with the, the CTC, C, CTCPs out there. And it makes, it makes life much more difficult if you can't communicate. Do you have any lessons learned that you would like to share specifically regarding BSA displacement and occupation? Knowing that that's something that you've done a number of times, mm -hmm. maybe more times than you would have liked. Uh, there's probably some lessons learned that you'd like to share. There's certainly some lessons learned. So, so coordinating your loadout to start with, 
Make sure you're maximizing your load and maximizing it by priority. Your 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 common your your ASL it needs to be a priority. Your D sets need to be a priority. So figuring out when and where how you're going to get that to, and also plan instead of planning a TMR. I, I did that uh, on our moves except our last move. Plan on just making multiple turns with that ASL versus TMR in it so you can get that thing in place and get it uh, operational so the maintenance doesn't slow down. I would say prioritizing and maximizing every load that you can maximize on your uh, with your distro company. So once you've got the BSA occupied and we've started building up our defenses, uh, what are some BSA defense lessons learned that you'd like to share? Well, I'll share what I shared with y'all early. So when I first came out here to NTC, my intent was I knew it was gonna be in July and I was thinking there's no way we can triple strand. Our best defense was on our BSA site three and we used triple strand in places. We used single, st single strand when it was acceptable to use it, but we actually used a triple strand. We triple strand our um, talk area and that was, that's how it needs to be done. Plain and simple, plan for it, um, learn how to execute it efficiently. How do you how do you displace that Constantino wire to be able to use it throughout your formation so you can get to it quicker? Uh, that would be the, some things in the BSA defense. I would say if you're going to have to do it. You got to defend your BSA, the placement of your crew serve weapons, making sure you have the the proper devices for your crew serve weapons, your past 13s, your you know your thermals. You, make sure you have the batteries. I mean it goes it goes all the way down to the detailed list of what you need for that BSA defense, where you put in those weapon systems and, and how you're going to defend using that Constantino wire because that's the quickest, uh, most efficient manner of, of defense that we can use in a BSA. So let's talk a little bit about your role as the uh, senior logistician in the brigade, uh, the chief of sustainment or the sustainment coordinator. Uh, what was your role during the brigade maintenance meeting? I took lead in most of the brigade maintenance meetings, and I wouldn't advise that for most BSB commanders. It's you have a role; we have a role in it, but that has to be driven by the by the brigade XO. The brigade XO needs to drive those meetings because you you got to have the proper participation in those meetings. And when I say proper participation, to me, it should be the XOs, the, the battalion XOs, and the FSC commanders need to be in there. And of course, your maintenance warrants. They need to be in there. Um, we didn't have participation like that in all of our maintenance meetings. We had about three XOs that attended all of them, and those tended to be the, the two battalions that their maintenance ran more smoothly. Their OR rate stayed higher because their XOs were involved in it. Because when they left the meeting, now the maintenance warrants can go do maintenance when they leave the meeting, and the XOs can go run it. And the ones who just sent their maintenance warrants there, the maintenance warrants now are trying to do both jobs. They're trying to manage it and do the maintenance. And it's too much on one person because when you get out here, stuff gets scattered, stuff gets broken, and that warrant needs to be just focused on getting the stuff where it needs to be to the UMCP and get fixed. And that XO needs to be the one that's driving that train. If you get the proper participation in your maintenance meetings, and I would, we did our maintenance meetings face-to-face, which is a very good TTP. I, I would say do your maintenance meetings face-to-face -face and have the proper participation in those maintenance meetings. It's absolutely critical to your maintenance uh, posture. 
How about during the log sync meeting? It sounds like a lot of the same principles that apply for the maintenance meeting may also apply to the log sync. The exact same ones. One thing that we learned out here as a brigade, we have never done it before, was the FTCPs. And they did put, they put almost the proper people in our FTCPs. I will say our FTCP operation was critical to the success that we did have, for the, the successes that we did have. You got to have the proper people in that is too as well. It hurts the battalions to give up these people. I understand that. But if they put the proper people there that's attending the log sync meetings, that knows what's going on within that organization, that can look at the, the operational plan that the brigade is putting out and know that I know that we're not may, may not be getting an accurate log stat, but that person in that FTCP knows that organization enough to be able to project what they think that um, is needed out there, and we can go ahead and push to them without waiting on a proper log stat. That makes sense? Absolutely. Okay. So you're talking a little bit about the synchronization, uh, and one of the ways that we accomplish that is through the sustainment rehearsal yep. at the brigade level. Uh, what was your role during the, the sustainment rehearsal, and what are some of the challenges you experienced conducting that? You're going to hear a trend here uh, with our brigade is the challenge we had with the statement rehearsals, the first three we did, I d did participation. Participation was, was really bad. It was, it was really uh, weak. Having the right people there, the FSC commanders absolutely have to be at the uh, sustainment rehearsal. The XO has to be at the sustainment rehearsal. The last one we just did was the best one we've had, and it was the best participation we had. The only way that sustainment rehearsal was going to be successful in syncing the sustainment with the operation is once again, and you'll hear this theme every time I say it and every time I talk to the boss from now on, that will be the theme, is having the proper people at the proper place at the right time so we can sync our operation with the operational environment that's going on in front of us. Excellent. So you feel like this last one was the best rehearsal at uh, creating that shared understanding and friction? I do. Yeah, the last one we had, we actually had most of it. All but one of the XOs were there and the FSC commanders were there. And that was, I think it was the most shared understanding that we've had. Hopefully the next one we'll have 100% participation because getting out of here is going to be a challenge. I think is it was a challenge coming into here, and it's going to be a challenge organizing organizing ourselves and getting out of here with the way that we have um, the the region is is really narrow for us to to mope. So it's going to be critical that we do this thing organized and we're able to to get out of here organized and 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 have the right people in place that we sync this and getting out getting out of the. Uh, rotation into the regen process. Well, as you're coming to the, the end of your atropian experience, what are some final thoughts that you'd like to share or same thing you would recommend to a battalion commander who's getting ready to come here to the National Training Center? The, the first thing I would say is, is mindset. So get your soldiers in the right mindset before they come here. It's a tough environment, especially if you come in the heat, which most of the time it's hot out here, right? You only have a few months, it's not. but it's a tough environment. It's tough training. The gold miner team has done an outstanding job. There were days that, you know, they really, 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 really will push you and uh, push you to the to the limits. But the the training value that my soldiers have received, especially for a National Guard unit, 
to be able to get this type of training in this type of an environment is invaluable. I can talk to her. I've been around all day talking to my soldiers today, and, and every one of them has said, you know, it's hurt, it's been painful, but the training has been outstanding. And uh, the Gold Miner team does a great job with that. I, I, I commend y'all for that. Um, but mindset, I think, is the biggest thing you can do. And, of course, con then, then start looking at your driver's training, your communication, and how you're going to do those things. What people are you going to bring into the BSA to make your to make your life a success and make the, the sustainment of the brigade a success? So put those proper people Convince the brigade commander that you've got to have the proper people to be able to sustain him. You've got to have, you got to be able to stand up on the table. If if he's not willing to listen, you got to stand up on that table and say, "I've got to have the right people, sir. If you want me to support you and sustain you, we've got to have the right people." And here's a list of people who I need in my BSA to make it successful. Excellent. So thank you for your time. Uh, looking forward to the remainder of the training and good luck on all your future missions. All right. Thank you. Thanks for subscribing to the Ask a Gold Miner podcast. We would love to take your questions and hear your feedback. Send your questions and comments to at ngoldminers on Twitter or email askagoldminer at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed during this interview do not necessarily reflect or conform to the latest in Army and logistics doctrine. Please consult the appropriate doctrine for yourself and train the force.